Today on Sagittarian Matters, advice, vegan food reviews, the gay fountain of youth, and more. With very special guests, Brand Taylor, Morgan, and guest reviewer, Don Riddle. Stay tuned. Sagittarian Matters, Sagittarian Matters, what's the So you'd like to know about free adult parkour classes, you say? Wow, a solicited review. I can hardly believe it. So, hello, my name is Don Riddle. I am a Portland correspondent for Nicole Georges, and I typically stick to food reviews of vegan items that she has not um, showed any interest in having me review, but um, I still find that I should. Today I'm here to review the free adult parkour class that I took through an organization uh, called Parkour Visions. I took my first class today. Um, The way I found this class is I was uh, a little bit high um, and uh, that's legal here, just just FYI, Don't, don't get me in trouble. And I was walking in the park and I saw these cool teens who I now think are, are 20-somethings. But at the time, they, they seemed to be teens doing parkour. And I was like, hey, I, I like what you're doing. And then they said, sign up for this class. And I went home and I did. And then I felt nervous this morning. Um, but I went. It was me, the two instructors who are very kind and have cool haircuts. One had painted nails, painted black. Um, And then two older people who I assume identify as female, um, two older women who are into like rock climbing and stuff, athletic ladies. And uh, we just like jumped around on concrete and like rolled around on the ground. And it was outrageous. I really liked it. It's very hard. My body feels so tired in all sorts of new ways that it hasn't felt tired before. Um, And your hands have to touch a lot of cement. And so my hands feel very rough and burly. And I loved it. And uh, I'm going to keep doing this class. So in closing, it's cool to do this extreme sport in a non-extreme way with some kind people. Okay, this has been Don Riddle for uh, all types of reviewing on the phone. I love you. Morgan is a frequent contributor to Sagittarian Matters. She's the former purveyor of Dovetail Bakery and loves dry, crunchy foods more than anyone in the whole world. Bran Taylor is a magical Sagittarius and the witch behind Magic Hour. You can find Bran, their candles, and more at magichourastrology.com. What I'm seeing here as I've returned to the Sagittarius Matter Social Distancing Studio is a water cracker with some vegan cheese stuck to it. It's a Milton's for the record. They taste way better. It's a Milton's. And it has something stuck to it. Morgan, what's going on over there? Well, you know, I just felt like uh, veganism has really taken a a really hard right turn into the mainstream. And, you know, every fast food restaurant has like a 
so many plant-based options and there's like all kinds of giant corporations making stuff. And I just wanted to take it back to um, local. So I got a treat, which is a local cheese company, Vitopia. Peppercorn Brie. Mm. I just thought, you know, let's like rep the people who have uh, really been doing this for a while, you know, and are just still doing a good small thing. So I'm crunching on it right now, maybe for your holidays. Let's hear that crunch. Oh, wow. Mm. Wow. I will say on that thread, because yeah. there are beyond burgers and impossible burgers everywhere. Mm. Uh, my spouse, Lou and I were just like, can't we get a gosh darn veggie burger with yeah. like be beans and mushrooms in it, mm -hmm. you know, old school, regular veggie burger. And they're very hard to find. They're RIP. So Lou was going to make a food cart and just call it possible burger. <laughs> 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 or, or or i thought about this remember these <laughs> i want soy milk there mm -hmm. i want carob represented mm -hmm. i, I want to have the, lentils in a burger yeah the dry powdered mix veggie burger dry that you just add water. powder hummus <laughs> yeah i will say when we went to the sunflower drive-in outside of sacramento california it's like a walnut based patty with a mountain of like skinny little sprouts looks like a pile of pubes up on there on um, some kind of a whole grain bun with like a not good tomato i was like this is so good it's mama so mia <laughs> you can get a like a soy berry smoothie or something to drink that <laughs> it, is a that is a possible burger and i am here for it fully possible burger and their logo is like you know a smiling sunshine like love that i'm having a good time i eat burgers morgan what's up with your cheese over there what can you tell us you know i just love it i just think it's a really good classic it's got a nice peppery flavor does it taste like brie no but you know what who cares who really you know whatever well but it's silky silky smooth it's not overpowering it would look so classy on a plate at an event and um you know, it's got little pink flakes on top. Um, I just think it's really pleasurable. I don't think anyone would feel offended by this. Wonderful. Well, I have something offensive to I, this. I feel like I don't, you know, this, this is something that my, that spouse to the show Kaya came home with, which I, you know, it feels, feels like I've been wronged. Like why, why would you bring this home? It is plant-based milk unsweetened it's called sprout sprout with a d powered by peas like oh, what's God. going on over here at ikea <laughs> i'm holding this like non-dairy this plant-based unsweetened milk the reason why this person got this was because a we are across the street from a very strange grocery store Ooh. in los angeles called fresco which is like a little bit safeway a little bit whole foods it feels like a front for something. There's never enough of anything. They kind of have natural stuff, but it feels like, um, like a drug front or like you're getting a groceries from a store in the airport. Uh, so this is where this came from. And Kaya got it in order to thicken up a sauce, a bolognese sauce because oh. Oatly was too sweet. And I had to, 
at the last minute, be like, please don't put that pea milk in there. So I'm going to try this for you. It's a vegan pea protein based milk, unsweetened dairy, soy, nut free, blah, 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 low carbon footprint. They're Swedish. They're yeah. trying to like bank on the Oatly Swedish thing. Let's see how, you know, change my mind. Maybe that's what it's like from Ikea. It does look like it's from Ikea. It's be- I mean, I like the simple packaging. It's blue it diagonal stripes. There are chunks in here. Oh. Like how big of a chunk? <laughs> hmm. hmm. The chunks are like, um, I wish I could show them to you. They are like a, a fifth of the size of a pencil eraser. Oh, like bright white chunks in this off-white thing. It almost tastes like, it's not bad. It tastes kind of like when you taste rice milk on its own, but not, it doesn't, it's not quite as sweet as that. There's water, protein from peas. It's not, it's smooth. It's thin. It's very thin, especially compared to like full fat oatly. You like a milk you can chew, but not the chunky kind, the thick kind. Considering it's made from pea protein, I'm surprised it only has four grams of protein. But, uh, you know, that's me. Anyway, Sproud, not terrible. (laughs) The name Sproud really reminds me of like milk where they like change the letter. Like, I feel uncomfortable pronouncing this word. It's hard to say in the mouth. But I wow. promise you, I know it's not a sprout. Brand, what is your vegan question for Morgan and I? Well, um, let's think about this. I have a few vegan questions. Number one is, I know I might be a little bit late, but actually that's not true. Um, Thanksgiving is coming up. Uh, I have tried many vegan pumpkin spice things. Ooh. Like holiday vegan things. Let me tell you, the Cocomels, thumbs down. No okay. They are thumbs down? gross. Thumbs down, horribly down. Whoa. The pumpkin Wait, spice Cocomel. Pumpkin spice Cocomel? Okay. Pumpkin okay. spice okay. Cocomel. Only that. I'm only talking about the, the uh, holiday pumpkin spice kind of, you know, fall times. Wondering what your um, recommendation would be for a specialty pumpkin or fall type of vegan item special item well i have the i know dandy's vegan marshmallows has some pumpkin spice mini marshmallows that i got on a lark and they were such a delight they were orange they were like a mild pumpkin spice flavor i really liked them on the other side of that i got hue those um chocolate bars they're kind of fancy chocolate bars and little brown wrapper uh i was gifted a pumpkin spice hue bar and the cinnamon in it the spice part the cinnamon made it grainy and dry you know how cinnamon will just suck the moisture out of your mouth mm-hmm. the cinnamon really it harmed it harmed <laughs> the chocolate what down. do you think mark gosh i really haven't even explored the holiday options this year i'm such a make it yourself. I mean, I love a product, but I would have to, um, dig deep. Now I feel like I'm missing out. I don't know. I got nothing. Stumped. Stumped. Yeah. Your next, your next trip to the grocery shall be 
you yeah. know, you'd be inundated by holiday items. Trust me. I do love a soy nog. I so like, I, I am just dating myself. I love a classic soy nog. Feels so horrible. <laughs> Two hours later, you will regret it. Your stomach will be fully distended, but it tastes so good to just chug it all down. Okay. Another question I have is, um, as someone who is a, I'm going to call myself a mostly vegan, Mm -hmm. uh, what I have a, I have a struggle with getting the amount of protein that I feel like I need for a meal. So I'm not just eating a bunch of like, you know, rice or whatever and a vegetable. So I just want to go over, I would like a little rundown because I feel like I might be missing a vegan protein that would be good for my body. Help. (laughs) Nicole is clearly the expert on this one. Well, I am. I mean, I, you, you cannot underestimate how much protein is naturally in vegetables and just a whole foods diet, you know, your diet that's made up of like ingredients that are based on like the actual thing, the actual origin story of the food you know, those have a lot of nutrients in them and then like compiled together that can really do you right. And I know there's, there are people that take no supplements. They just get their, you know, their things through that. I personally have nothing against soy, especially when paired with a fermented thing. And so I like tofu. I like making a tofu scramble. It's quick. It's easy. It's fun. Uh, spouse of the show, Kaya, you know, perhaps controversially is in love with impossible burger which is a great place to get heme. It's a bit processed, you know, considering the thing I just said about whole foods. I love beans. I love lentils, edamame, strong contender. Uh, But, you know, if you're having trouble with soy, try a fermented soy thing. Also, pumfu, tofu made with pumpkin seeds. If you're allergic to soy, tempeh made from black beans, tempeh made from lentils. All these things exist. We're in a wide, wide world. We have this like idea of what protein is or looks or, you know, feels like, and it's like a big chunk of a thing. But oftentimes if you're like adding all these other little elements, it really adds up and can be really hearty and satisfying in a way that um, I think is surprising. Tons of like beans in my soups, like gre- greens have protein in them. Mushrooms do not like a ton, but like you get them with some other junk, you got it going on. Um it sounds strange. Pasta actually has protein in it just on its own. So it might not feel like satisfying in that way. Like you're chomping into a big chunk of something, but, um, you know, and always like, you know, certain things make you feel satiated. So you got to do whatever works for you. But I just find if I'm just tossing instead of one thing, that's like filling that role of protein, lots of things like seeds and nuts and beans and a protein-based sauce or whatever it is, it really satiates in a way that I think can be surprising. And you can always like sneak some protein powder in something if you really need, but um, yeah. And I eat gluten and I love it. And it always makes me feel super satiated. I got to level with you. Some things that are staples in my diet include a protein shake in the morning, Um, I get them from true nutrition where you can choose your protein that you want. You can choose the stuff that's in there. Uh, 
some, their MCT oil has palm oil in it. So I'm not down for that, but everything else on that website, it's very easy to find a protein vegan shake that conforms to your personal needs. And it's not super expensive. It doesn't come with a bunch of extra packaging. It's pretty easy. Not a, not somebody who's sponsoring the show, just giving a shout out to true nutrition. Um, that's just their website. So I have one of those protein shakes. Also every day, I do have my daily ration of prunes dipped in tahini. And that is the truth. Keeps everything going great. Tastes great. And then when I'm left to my own devices, I really love a tofu scramble. So that like helps me eat my, like, you know, half a head of kale or whole head of kale a day that I like to have. And that trick to that is just to have a nice vegan cheese or sauce around that I'm excited to eat with it and nutritional yeast. Mm-hmm. And actually nutritionally, it has a fair amount of protein in it. Weird shocker. I was like, what? It does. I've only ever bought it bulk. So I've never read the nutrition facts yeah. and I ran out and had to buy it in the package. <laughs> I'm like, hey, this has got a lot going on. What the heck? Peas also just, you know, pea protein is from peas. I want jalapeas. Yeah, man. Peas. You ever heard of them? Have a pile of peas. Today's episode is brought to you by Emily Helmus, Shoshana Ruth Wechter, and Joey Soloway. If you would like to support Sagittarian Matters, in particular producer Chris Sutton, please send $5, $5 million, that's your business, via PayPal to hornetleg at gmail.com. Or, this just in, he's got a Venmo. Hell Books on Venmo. That's H-E double hockey sticks books. Thank you for your support, and we look forward to saying your name on the podcast. Producer Ponyo looks forward to it, too. Don't be scared. That's just Ponyo's speaking voice. Dear Sagittarian Matters, <laughs> my question is about age differences in queer dating. I came out earlier this year at the ripe old age of 36. I feel a little embarrassed. It took me this long, but I'm happy to be here. I'm interested in someone who is 24 and much more experienced when it comes to queer life. Am I too old for them? What are the rules? And am I too inexperienced for this? Signed, anxious in Arizona. That is a good question. Because gay age is a thing. It is. Fran, what do you think? Well, congratulations on... uh discovering your queerness welcome to the queer club and it's never too late to come out 36 is not old um and while you might feel inexperienced it's there's people are running the gamut of of queerness of partners of sexuality of all kinds of things so you're never the odd person out there's always somebody who's like on your level or you know somewhere around you so don't feel like you're isolated and, and alone because you are definitely not and I would say you know it's a little bit uh, I don't know I might be more of like the um the naysayer on this one but but I will say 10 years difference or was this 12 years difference is not really that much when you're older but i do think someone in their 20s pre-sat and return and someone who's uh in their 30s the difference is actually quite a lot so 
I would maybe proceed with caution or maybe just have this person be like your gay awakening, uh, maybe hot, sexy, you know, bedroom partner and maybe not go to the U-Haul quite yet with the 24 year old. Yeah. The, I mean, I know people with age differences and people who do that, but it is hard. Cause when I think about myself at ages 24 and at age 30, it was just wide and truly this person could teach you some things and maybe you could teach them some things. I mean, there's, there's much of the Dan Savage catalog that I, that I, you know, leave behind. But one thing I did like was the campsite rule of, you know, leave, if you're going to date someone younger than you leave them better than you found them, you know, mm -hmm. really I've dated people that were older than me that, you know, took advantage in strange ways where then I came out of it like a, like a harder, a harder 25 year old. <laughs> I think, you know, in retrospect, if they had followed that advice of the campsite rule, I'd be like, you know what? I have a little more resources probably, you know, possibly, or I have more experience or I have more connections or whatever. I'm going to try to use those to actually like act as much as a grown up as I can and like act as much as integrity as I can, because I know that there's just a power differential and it doesn't mean anything besides that. Just that you're acknowledging there's a power differential, even if you have all the same interests and somehow your maturity levels out. Um, and just respect that. And I might even add that um, you've, okay, the letter is signed anxious in Arizona and you said ripe old age of 36. So it sounds like maybe you're having some um, anxiety and maybe a bigger concern uh, or something to keep in mind is that um, sometimes like a new and big experience can have a larger presence in your life because it's the first time. So maybe just be mindful that this might feel whatever, really exciting, big, something um, new. And it can sometimes be easy to fall into that, lean into that, get overly excited. And, you know, are you jumping into someone else's world? So just like maybe be aware of where you're at and how you're approaching it and how you're feeling. Um, knowing that like you have a lot of life experience under your belt, but like this is a new experience for you and maybe there's like anxiety and how do you respond to that? You know, like, are you gonna pull up the U-Haul second date? Are you like, this is so great. I'm so excited to be out and I can't wait to get in this deeper, deeper, deeper and maybe pay attention to your own, you know, red and red, orange, yellow, green, blue and purple flags. <laughs> um, what is a purple flag? Okay. Um, yeah, but it's exciting and wonderful and like, congratulations. And it is never too late to find out more about yourself. Like that's the best blessing of getting to be alive. One of them, we get to keep learning and, about ourselves. And if you're coming out of straight land, 36 might feel like a different age than it feels in clear oh, land. True. Just as an aside. I thought of this when Brand was mentioning, or when one of you, Morgan, maybe you was mentioning that, you know, they're anxious. In, in straight land, by the time you're 36, probably a lot of your friends have like gone through, you know, the straight levels of success and queer, queer people get to make it up as they go. So queer people get to have their own levels of maturity, their own levels of success, accomplishment, what they want in their lives. And 36 means, means very little. 
even though to you, you're like, oh my gosh, new things are being revealed as I'm pushing 40. Yeah. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Also welcome to queerness where we have access to the gay fountain of youth. So that is a real thing. And you might find yourself having more curiosity, more energy, more chutzpah for life, just because you're coming into this new development about yourself. And um, I'm excited for what that holds for you. Oh, yeah. Welcome. Welcome here. Welcome here. Welcome here. Dear Sagittarius Matters, why? Why? Why is it so hard to figure out what time for dinner or what to eat for dinner? (laughs) (laughs) Do you know the answer? Is there like an easy meal prep that can get started on a Sunday so that each day around 430, I don't have to ask that question? Well, I look forward to listening to your program for some of these answers. Goodbye. (laughs) 17 minutes, the best time. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) 530. If you can wait that long. Controversy. Okay. So Morgan, we have talked about meal prep many times. Many times. Wait, in addition to queer age, I think we have meal prep age. Like, are we five (laughs) in meal prep or 10? (laughs) I think we might be 10. Yeah. I don't do a ton of meal prep. I just don't, but I love leftovers. I, you know, I think if there's like one day where you get some beautiful takeout or something, beautiful takeout, don't eschew those leftovers the next day, get into it, add on to them. Oh, you ate all the broccoli out of it. Well, steam some broccoli. It'll take you 10 minutes, add it to the thing, (laughs) add some soy sauce, baby, you got a stew going, baby, you got a stew. I know. I always have like the least exciting answers, but soup. Have you ever heard of soup? So good. (laughs) Beans and greens is one of my favorite things. Really simple beans and greens with just like a bunch of garlic, some beautiful beans. beans. And then a couple different kinds of dark leafy greens, like a couple different heads of them. Maybe a carrot if you want, make it a stone soup situation. Simmer it, walk away, come back. Then you could have it all week. Like you could have it with some grated whatever fake cheese. You could have it with some crusty bread. I do have actually like better thoughts, which we've talked about before, but I'll revisit because I still live by this. Um, freezer is your best friend. Freezer and toaster oven are the two most like valuable appliances in the whole kitchen. Um, so I often make way too much soup and I freeze half of it. Um or whatever, some kind of like a baked casserole thing or even roasted vegetables. Also, if you just are like, I can't eat this leftover one more time, toss it in the freezer and add it to Nicole's leftovers and baby, you're gonna stew. Okay, so freeze everything. Even if you have like a stupid amount of tomato paste left, you're gonna wanna make something and be like, dang it, I only need a tablespoon. Guess where it is? It's in your freezer. So I make... um you know, salad all summer, which, you know, you don't need to keep, but, um, soup all winter. I froze a bunch of cherry tomatoes. They're going to get like roasted into salsa or roasted into pasta or whatever. And then, um, just have a whole assortment of things in your freezer. And that way defrosting them is like 
you know, you don't have to decide. It's already been decided for you too. I think there's too many options. And then you're like, well, do I want like a long skinny pasta or like a short tubey pasta or a curly pasta or whatever? Sometimes I'm like, you just tell me world what I need to eat because I already made too many decisions. So if you have like three things in your freezer, grab and you're done. Um, I keep frozen peas in the freezer all the time because they're great in a pinch. Um, they're just, actually they taste good too. And um, yeah, making, always make whatever, double it is what you think you need if you can or throw extra beans in there to like, you know, fluff it up and um, yeah, freeze, freeze, freeze and save all your dang leftovers. Even if you think that like the greens that you don't want, put them in a bag and freeze them, toss them in a smoothie or put them in a soup. And don't let anyone make fun of you for doing all that freezing. Heck yeah. I also think if you have some go-tos, like seasonal go-tos, you're like, like right now you're like, I love a curry squash. Okay. Uh. Here, here are the things I like to eat and make with this type of squash and try to like, you know, then it doesn't get so monotonous where you're eating the same thing over and over again, but then you're like, okay, well, Hey, I could put squash in the, you know, whatever I usually make and make it taste different or, you know, have some go-tos that are like, um, exciting for you and seasonal that are easy to do. Like it's pretty easy to just throw a squash in the oven and roast it. Mm-hmm. And if it's already roasted, even better. I propose here an idea, which in fact, Bran, your spouse Lou and I, um, we brainstormed many years ago. I'm going to call it lunch club. I'm just really, or like lunch co-op or something where we were like, okay, or dinner co-op or whatever. We're like, if one person made like, let's say many servings of something, and then another person made many servings of something. You could like chop them in half, swap the half, toss it in the freezer. And then you have someone else's flavor palette, someone else's ingredient spice cabinet go-to pre-made and ready to go. Okay, I propose this at work. No one was interested, but I propose it again. <laughs> They're like, I'm interested. Make soup for you all the time. I was like, no, 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 just forget it. So nobody. <laughs> And I do that when I cook too, like, I'll just like bring soup to the neighbor. I'm like, I made way too much minister and you want some. So, um, yeah, but like, I get same thing, like stuck in my own flavor ruts and like Brandy's like curried squash. I'm like, that sounds good. I want some of that. But if you had like a little half squash and I had like a little too much soup and we traded, who would be love it? Everyone. Love it. Love it. I would love to be in this exchange with you guys. Will you ship? to Los Angeles. Definitely. Well, you eat beans and greens that I shipped to you two day priority. Um, Four day leftovers with your like fluffed up leftover triple expired broccoli that you sent in the mail. Yeah. (laughs) Great idea. (laughs) The last thing I want to say for this, which I've been alluding to on the podcast is just that Sunday or whenever you're at the grocery store, get a fun sauce or get something to make a fun sauce. Do the splurge. Do the splurge. Be like, oh, that cheese is $12. Get the $12 cheese get the yum sauce or get the weird garlic aioli or get stuff to make pesto because then it doesn't matter what you make. You know, you could just blindly grab in your cupboard and boil everything and then put a fun sauce on it. And you're going to be, yeah, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just a fun sauce. Brand, do you have a vegan question for us? I do. 
Okay. Okay. I'm wondering if you were to, let's say, go to a deserted island. <gasps> okay. And you're not together. Sorry. Ah! I know. It's sad. Okay. Maybe you could be together, but you, could all, you can't really coordinate this ahead of time. What vegan items are you packing in your like little rucksack? No more than a couple. Wait, can I pack for Nicole? Are okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pack for each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pack for each other. Great idea. Okay. Oh, well, Morgan's getting some seeds. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Morgan's getting seeds, and then I'm gonna give her nutritional yeast so she doesn't die. I'm I'm, I'm set. That's all I eat. <laughs> good <laughs> it's like one of those suet cakes for birds but the vegan version and it's just nutritional yeast and seeds and i'm like no wait. what if there's seeds on the deserted island so well probably- then i would pack for morgan a jar of a shelf stable salad dressing that was like in an oil vinegar soy sauce or salts maybe garlic and i would pack her just a big mason jar of that and then i would and i would put some nutritional yeast in that just to because we only get a couple things um, I don't know. And then a toaster oven, <laughs> <laughs> an extension cord. My island's gonna rule. Not to uh-huh. Okay. Nicole is obviously getting tahini. Yeah. Prince. Oyster sauce. What? Plum sauce. <laughs> Wait, what's the one you. Poison <laughs> sauce. Poison sauce. Poison sauce. I'm so sorry. And like, um, sriracha. And uh, shelf stable. I might throw in some silken tofu. Ooh. No, no. Soy curls. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. If I was packing for myself, I mean, how long is this? How long am I going to be there? I don't know. I would take maybe a jar of almond butter for myself. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Jar of almond butter, some really good olive oil. Yes. Tahini, if I can do it. I mean, if, if I have to choose one of those two, I would say just tahini. Obvious. Yes to the prunes. Um, yes to the soy curls. I think that's a really, that's a really strong idea because I can marinate them in the seawater. <laughs> I can cook them, maybe using my glasses to shine, shine the sun on them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I nutritional yeast. I would put that on anything. Me too. Why is that so good? It's so good. It's really so nature, glad, nature's gift. Nature's miracle. I'm <laughs> glad you didn't ask us what would happen if we were on a desert island with a cow and one no, of us had to eat the of other. Of course I'm be? not going to ask that. That is just very sad. But Brian, what would you bring? What would you bring? Oh, what would I bring? Well, I'm on the olive oil and the almond butter kick for sure. I probably bring some chickpeas. Let's be real. You could just no. have a couple, a couple of chickpeas a day. Love a ding Um, And I like, well, I guess there's probably fruit on the deserted island. I like sweet stuff. So that'd be hard mm. for me to like not bring something sweet. But I would not bring fruit. I just feel like that's, you know, what are you going to do? Um, I, I really want to bring coffee for fuck's sake. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. a way to make coffee. <laughs> yeah. 
You bring a what is that? What was that thing on an AeroPress? AeroPress. I had one of those stupid. Or like a coffee sock. Have you seen those? Oh, my sister oh. gave me one of those too. I'm like, this looks like a female <laughs> condom. It <laughs> really does. <laughs> like muslin. No, no <laughs> thanks. It's like it's like a ye old timey like you know 13th century condom. <laughs> Gross. Okay. No. This is gonna trap all. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hi listeners, it's me, Nicole. If you would like to support me and Ponyo, in particular our comics and animal illustrations, go to patreon.com slash Nicole J. Georges. And for as little as $2 a month, you can have access to hundreds of pages of otherwise unpublished diary comics. For the price of one cold brew plus tip, you can become an honorary Sagittarian. And for the price of two vegan cupcakes or two vegan donuts, you can become a Ponyo's Friend Club member, at which point you really start raking in goods, including new buttons. Check it out. Patreon.com slash Nicole J. Georges. Dear Sagittarius Matters, it's my first vegan Thanksgiving, and what the hell do I do, Nicole? Just make a side platter from Confused in Connecticut. Now, I know we all regard this holiday, we all call this holiday different things. We all have, you know, a hearty distaste for the origins of this holiday. Yep. Yes. And um, gosh, I was just reading in a book about, um, oh, I can't remember. People, I think in South America, discovering quinine, 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 and then um, using it to treat their malaria or whatever, and then giving it to white colonizer people just as a, a way to be nice. And then the white colonizer people used it as a way to keep themselves healthy, to go and colonize lands they had not yet been able to go to because they had been taken out by malaria, like Africa. That's about right. Like they gave it to like their Frenchmen who were like, oh, fuck yeah, we've been dying because we were too stupid to figure out how to solve malaria. But now, and it just was such a drag. So Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, whatever you want to call this, this feast that many people will be having at the end of November. There's many f- celebrations that happen end of year. So maybe we can talk mm-hmm. celebration in general, solstice, New Year's Eve, whatever it is. Let's call it big celebrations. They're kind of like you feast, you feast it all. Yes. Okay. So you're going to a feast celebration. It's okay. your first vegan time doing that. Okay. I'm going to strike New Year's Eve from the record. Cause that's not my hugest feast day. New Year's <laughs> day. <laughs> Now we're talking beans. Now we're we got it. Black eyed peas, collard greens. Okay, hop and John. But for other feast holidays, what do you like to make? Anything. I think it's a very safe rule of some some. Well, I think it's a very safe rule to follow. That it goes for potlucks as well. Bring what you want to eat. You know, like, don't try to razzle dazzle with like, whatever, what you think everyone else wants, because it is totally possible that the thing you want or need to eat might not be there. So take care of your own needs. If you like a big chunk of protein, go grab a field roast on croot or a toe burkey or whatever you're into. Um, if you're like, you know what, I just really want to eat roasted potatoes or whatever it is, then roast some dang potatoes and bring them. Um, and I always like to have an emergency backup snack in my tote bag, which I'm always toting around. Um, 
in case you're, you know, feeling starved out. So I'm, if you're go, I mean, my, I have to say, if it's your first vegan harvesty feasty holiday, and you're going to a place with people that are not that way, mm-hmm. you got to do some strong expectation management so that you don't mm-hmm. just feel emo and want to stop being vegan. So that might mean you like, you can't expect your parents to like all of a sudden know how to cook vegan. So it's either you bringing everything you want to eat, like your own little TV dinner tray of like everything, or you planning for yourself, you're going to pregame at home or whatever you want to do at home to like, make sure you get those needs met without you having to be like, here, dad, have some tofurkey and have them be like, ew, made of tofu, (laughs) you know, or just showing up and feeling disappointed. You got to do some strong expectation management and just be like, okay, it's possible. The only thing I can eat here is the boiled potatoes that I brought or this loaf of bread that I brought because I ran out of time or I'm not good at cooking or I couldn't figure it out. Just plan for yourself to eat good stuff so that you don't just feel sad. Agreed. Pre-gaming is a very, very, very good thing to do. Also, I think it's cool to bring things that like are not going to already be represented like and that are really easy to make like a uh, butternut squash soup or something. So you're bringing like a whole thing where you're getting a lot, like soup can really fill you up. You can have some sides. Somebody's going to bring a salad. Somebody has some bread, whatever. And you're like good to go. That could be like your whole meal if you wanted. Now, um, also, I think that it's, I just, I, I highly recommend just, you know, not going overboard. Because I also think spending, I'm a really slow cook and (laughs) spending a lot of time in the kitchen, like, you know, really making something that you love. And then it just sits there because nobody wants to eat it because it's vegan or whatever. It's just kind of a bummer. So, (laughs) or like you make this thing and then everyone eats it and you get like one crumb and they were like, it was fine. Like I really worked so hard on that. Yeah. So I would just keep it simple, keep it simple, do a delicious, you know, little soup or like you said, roasted potatoes, maybe with some like romesco sauce or something Mm. like something like really simple and easy. And then you're not like, you know, spending all day in the kitchen and you can still get some food that you like. Mm-hmm. For me, like part of my expectation management thing is being like, I really want good gravy. Is it possible there's not going to be a good vegan gravy there? Okay. I need to bring that. It's something that's, you know, like a soup. It's easy. It's big. I'll like it. I'm happy to take it home afterwards. It's still going to be good. It's going to make anything there taste better. And so I try to make gravy because that's the thing where I get there. If somebody's like, I got this, like, gelatinous gravy from whole foods that I'll have a sad, have a mm. sad feeling about, or have start cultivating a resentment. <laughs> and then six months later, the friend's like, I don't, I don't really understand it. Something happened. And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I have seriously bought my own tofurkeys before. I used to have something called vegan lesbian Thanksgiving every year where I would go to two different specifically vegan Thanksgivings. Cause I didn't want to be around meat. I just was like, I'm no longer willing to be around meat after working at farm sanctuary. I will not be going to meet Thanksgivings anymore. And so I just was going to these queer vegetarian Thanksgivings and I would still get a tofurkey for myself at home. Cause I knew I would want to eat more than my ration. I knew I'd want to eat it. Like so you get like the leftover feeling that you got when you were a young person and someone's like, want a turkey and cranberry sandwich that I could just have that in my own little house. 
by myself. You know, this is probably like a good approach for everyone about everything. Like know what your definite yeses are and what your definite no's are. And then make sure you're meeting or getting your definite yeses met and don't do your no's. I love that. Like, I don't care about green beans. Happy to see them. Don't, would never go out of my way at home to make green beans for a holiday meal. That wouldn't be on my list. Yeah. And like, yeah, if you don't like holidays, don't do them. If oh my God, a eat a no, pizza. I don't do them. Get a pizza. I mean, yeah. I, I will do like a solstice and a other holidays, but we don't do, um, uh, you know, Thanksgiving or national day of mourning. We just like, just don't do it. Mm-hmm. it. It just is like, it's hard to do for me. So I think last year for Christmas Eve, I got XLB and it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'll eat that any day of the week. Let's be real. But like getting like, you know, like the heart, whatever, like the like feast version is that just like get everything you like. Yeah. And Support then your local business, like maybe on a time when they're probably not that busy because it's the holiday. Or if you work in a retail establishment and you want to give them the day off, don't. Fair <laughs> <laughs> such dairy matters. What's a good vegan white chocolate? Lagusta has vegan white chocolate. What, probably, why, I don't, why does white chocolate exist? It's not good. It's not. It's, not it's good. just the, the fat from the chocolate being it's like when they're cutting away i don't it's just like i used to really like yeah gosh wow we really pooped on that sorry (laughs) (laughs) i just don't get it it's too sweet for me it's not like chocolate it's just like a candy coating candy coat Candy. and do you have any more questions for us i do what is it okay this is a mystery wrapped in a riddle shoved into an enigma I'm going to need to know the answer to this. I have been um, enthralled, curious, and um, questioning. You're identifying as questioning? (laughs) Well, when it it comes to this, I definitely am. Okay. I am watching the most current season, which is (laughs) what, November 2021 season of the Great British Bake Off. There is a vegan person on the show who is making every single thing possible that not the technical challenge, which is they have to do it it, with it with the right kind of recipe that they are subscribed. But the other two challenges every week, everything vegan. Okay, and this is the very first time I've ever heard this word and I I need to know everything about it. Please fill me in. What is aquafaba? Oh, Morgan, take it away. Morgan, you were born for this. Thank you so much for this question, Bran. Okay. Okay. Since we discussed a chickpea, imagine yourself standing in front of a can of chickpeas. The, The slicer goes around and the can opens up and you get a waft of cat food and there's some liquid that you dump out to get to those delicious beans. That liquid either from can or homemade, any, most beans, chickpeas are great, is called aquafaba now. And it means something like fabulous water. I don't know if I 
wish that just someone had invented a different name for it. But um, it really functions very much like egg whites. And so I had to try it my own self. I tested it and it worked. You can whip it into like stiff peaks. There's no fear of over whipping it. So you can just crank up that mixer and walk away, come back in like 10 or 20 minutes. It, it is pretty slow. Get a little sugar in there so you can make meringue. You can make moussey stuff. It sets up when you bake it. And especially if it's whipped, it doesn't have a lot of flavor. So it's mostly air, but it's like the protein and the starch in there mimics the function of egg white. And if you like rub it between your fingers, um, it feels very much like egg white. So you can use it in baking stuff or um, yeah, all kinds of applications, sweet, savory, um, Nicole, I've made little meringues. I'll send you a picture of a bouche Noel with some cute little mushrooms dusted with matcha powder out of aquafaba. Wow. Too cute. Wow. I haven't ever used it, but I support what? it. What? What? I, su- I support it. Well, what, what am I going to do with aquafaba? I'm not doing that kind of bouche Noel kind of thing. I'm here to <laughs> enjoy it and support you. <laughs> I'm wow. making a tofu scramble. Do you see where I am? I just need you to accept I'm in like 1987. That's true. Vegan style where I just am like, look at this pan, give it a nice sear on my tofu. Um, I'm into it. I'm into it. I really think that that person on, on the show is very impressive to make all of those things under pressure, all vegan is like really, really difficult because also sometimes things can be a little moody, depend on humidity, heat. And um, I think the trick about all cooking competitions shows is the challenges are challenging, but it's all in the time frame. They mm-hmm. just give you just not enough time to like let everything cool and set. So like if you really tried to do that, you're like three hours, God, this forever. But um, whatever sculpture like self-portrait three-dimensional self-portrait they're making out of you know the berries um (laughs) you're like it's just not enough time so I really was like wow really dazzled I mean I think that this person's really pushing the boundaries and it also is very risky and cool to serve judges who probably don't want to eat your vegan dessert and you're getting judged and maybe kicked off the show by feeding them vegan dessert after vegan dessert, which is like pretty awesome. I will say this person is an inspiration and has really got me, me uh, interested in, I guess, like being fertile mucus. Aquafaba. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Somebody sent me a weird post about Slimer the other day that referred to him as a viscous power bottom. And it just, you know, that's what you're opening up when you're open your aquafaba. Wow. 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 There you go. Your own, be your, your personal Slimer. Um, I have one last thing to tell both of you. It's a blind item, which is I went to a vegan restaurant that had closed during pandemic, got bought by somebody else. It's pretending like it's the same place, but it's not. I just wanted to let you both know that I ordered something called banana cream pie. Used to come in a pie tin, looked like a banana cream pie traditional. This time came to me in a French onion soup cup. 
French mm. onion soup, you know, like the dark, the tan and dark brown that's meant for you, the cheese to go over. It was in that covered in pasta, not aquafaba, but like, you know, some kind of a, maybe a coconut cream on top with out of season strawberries. Oh yeah. Some blueberries and some kind of drizzle, maybe a chocolate drizzle. Guess how many bananas are inside? <laughs> Zilch <Wow>. bananas. <laughs> Zilch bananas. The Spoon. inside was pretty much like if you got whatever that hippie version of like instant pudding is yeah new seasons that's like that start it's like cornstarch sugar banana powder and the color is like a grayish yellow like a gray hue that's what was it was just like a cup like a this big of a cup of just that with these strawberries on top and i just want to tell you both that thank you that seems like a conceptual dessert that I cannot get behind. Also, I think Zilch Bananas is your um your new band name. Zilch Definitely. Bananas. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bran, Morg, how can people find you or not? Or what, what are your final words to these <laughs> people? Hang up, I evaporate. <laughs> Dust in the wind. Well, you can find me on the internet. You can find me at magicalastrology.com. You can find me on Instagram at Magic Hour Astrology. You can also buy my candles. Uh, I make, I make new half the press. I make eighty six items, people. Oh, holy cannoli! I make eighty six different things. Wow, that is a lot. A lot with my own hands. Everybody, get into it. It is a hard time for small business. If you want to buy somebody something, hey, 36-year-old queer person, get yeah. yourself a candle. Let yeah. me tell you, made by queer hands. Get yourself more queer stuff in your life. Give it to your 24-year-old lover. Get into it. And um, they're beautiful. Thank you. They're beautiful. They're high quality. Thank you. Don't don't accept anything less. There's a lot of there's a lot of copycats out there. There really is. You know, I'm, I'm going to be 10 years in business next year. Oh, what? Guess what? Ten, there's lots of there's lots of things up my sleeve for my 10 year anniversary. So I can't wait. Yeah. I'm making an aquafaba banana cream pie with so many bananas in it. I can't wait. I need no less than 50 bananas. More 50 bananas. <laughs> Get that viscous power banana. <laughs> Thank you both so much for being on the podcast. I really ex- appreciate your experience, strength, and hope when it comes to these <laughs> vegan matters. <laughs> Next time I'll be making that cauliflower smoothie for you. Okay. <laughs> I feel harmed. <laughs> Thank you both. Thanks, Nicole. Sagittarian Matters is produced by Chris Sutton with assistance by Ponyo Georges. Our theme music is composed by Carolyn Pennypacker-Riggs of the band Bouquet. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.